0: Hi, my name is Kozan, and I'm a monk at Sokokoji, where I practice with the guidance of my teacher, Sokazan. We rely on your donations to support our programming of practice, study, and teachings, and to fund scholarships that help our full-time practice residents with tuition and living expenses. Thank you for helping our Sangha.
1: This morning's uh, Dharma Talk is titled Stories Upon Stories, or Stories on Stories, Story After Story stories about stories, stories. And, uh, what I would like to say about that is to, first of all, be aware that you're doing that. You were be aware that when something happens, this happens, this happens, we have a story. We make little tiny, uh, sh- we're little short story writers about everything you know, a one sentence, a paragraph or something like that. And that's totally fine and appropriate. We're going to have some kind of a reaction to something as long as you're in the human realm, the physical realm, or in the six realms, you're probably going to react or act towards something away from something or shutting something down The three. And then various combinations, There, probably the nuance there is just too complicated. And you don't really have to go into that. What you have to do is what do I say over and over again? You don't understand what I'm saying here. Just you could ask some questions about it based on your difficulty with that. I'm saying it's always about awareness. There's nothing to nothing to conclude. There's nothing to even understand in the relative sense, in the uh, the sense of uh, oh yeah, I see. I think I understand that now. Now I understand how to uh, build a some lawn furniture, or the, now I know how to to do. It. There's so many things. Now I know how to speak fluent. Uh, Mandarin, I wish. So you can learn some things you can actually learn and get that and have that, and other things uh, the kind of learning uh, sometimes called often called someone has some understanding of it, and even if they don't have understanding might call it wisdom. It's an understanding that doesn't doesn't have to do have to do with collecting information, although that can be a part of it, of course. you, you study we all study. Kinds of teachings that have to do with lots of language and understanding and using logic and using reason. So sometimes it's called the provisional teaching. Sometimes the provisional aspect of teachings reaches way into more difficult areas, trying to get the concepts to help you and crowd you or nudge you into the ultimate understanding, which the ego feels like falling off a cliff or going into an area that just, this is too dangerous in here, I'll just stay back here just into the conceptual area where I still have some control, control, control that you thought you had that you actually never had. You've never had any control. And I'm not talking about being able to pick up the coffee cup or not. And that, that, that type of control is pretty obvious, but that's where the ego mind will get its credential from. It'll say, well, I can do that. I stopped doing that. And I'm starting to do this. And there's some teachings, some therapies, some uh, 12-step programs, and on and on about ways to control things. I'm not against it. I'm not against it. That may be choiceless for you to go in that direction. And for some people, um, they don't even hear me say that. They're listening to someone else, or they're listening to their own mind stream, listening to the stories. It isn't that you shouldn't listen to the stories or even generate the stories we're not trying to not have stories we're not trying to trying to trying to trying to any of that what we are endeavoring to do is train our minds so that just by sitting down and holding still taking that aspect of consciousness sometimes referred to as the human form holding it very still without demand without rigidity without some some of the macho things that are sometimes incorporated because some people think you have to have very strict this and that. I'm not saying you don't. You might need that. If you do, go find someone that teaches that. They'd be happy to um, instruct you, tell you what to do, give you orders, hit you with a stick even. But I am saying, recommending, suggesting uh, that you observe what is coming and observe what is going and observe what kind of hangs around observe what's going that, way. It's going that way because eventually that looks like anger and aggression and that which looks like passion grasping uh, greediness and getting something and having your way you want this second noble truth wanting things to be different than they are this doesn't mean that when things things show up that don't align with your fundamental desire for something that you should just go along with them not saying that don't go along with anything don't agree, don't disagree, don't look away. If you do any of those three or any combination of those three, this nourishes that part of the consciousness that I refer to as many people do, ego, narcissism, self-standardness, the greedy part of the mind, the, the hope and fear part of the mind, the paranoid part of the mind that doesn't want that, but really likes us over here. You can't stop that because it is an illusion. It's an illusion. So that's how it keeps its hideout secret. But you can take away the food chain. but You have to do it respectfully, slowly, with no demand. And we do that with what? Awareness. You're slowly changing your allegiance. If you're following what I'm saying, you're slowly changing your allegiance over from the demanding part of the mind that wants this, wants it right now. And if it doesn't get it, it wants to know why. Some people rotate in that their whole lives and make other people and themselves miserable. They don't know they're making themselves miserable. They just know that they're getting rid of some of their misery by bossing other people around, ordering them around, uh, sending them into war. So awareness, the the kind of, and even this misses it uh, to some extent, where we're changing our allegiance over to just, you know, the the pure precept of be with all things pretty close uh being with the practice of being with all things is to see how we can't quite do that we can do it i get quite a few credentials by saying oh yeah i'm, I'm more with that i'm i don't get as angry now and i'm more peaceful and i'm more 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 looking for any kind of credential the very credential you are uh grasping at is actually gets in the way when you seeing more fundamentally what this is when you see fundamentally what this is you won't see anything sorry to inform you. Actually, I'm not sorry. I'm delighted to inform you of that. And I would be even more delighted if you would hear what I'm saying. Apply it. I don't have to be around to see you do that. You can go somewhere else and do it. So what we do with the stories is something happens we don't like. And we, we describe it. It's a story. We just because you can't actually describe what happened. All you can do is translate what you saw into what you think you saw. And if you really see what's in front of you, you will be speechless. This doesn't mean you might not find a way to communicate what you saw using language, using hand and arm signals, like a semaphore or like uh, American Sign Language or something to try to show what this is in a language that possibly your student, if you have any, will understand, or maybe your own mind stream. So we, by watching, by observing, <clears throat> not by stopping the stories, but, but just watching, be responsible, the ability to respond, be responsible. You're not to blame, not to blame for anything. You're not to blame for what happens in your mind or in the world. It, it, the cause, cause and effect don't necessarily show up as uh, in, in a um, in, in the, in the very radical form of, well, it, if she hadn't done that, then this wouldn't have happened. It will, the bigger picture, the deeper aspect of that, excuse me, you have to see it. You have to see it yourself. Because if you don't see it yourself, you'll always have doubts about it. But if you see it yourself, you don't have doubts about anything. Even your doubts don't have doubts. Everything is exactly as it needs to be. This, this was this was discovered. This was understood centuries and centuries and centuries and centuries ago. The Zogchen teachers, excuse me, are pointing to that. My nose is probably pointing to it by itching so much. But everything that looks like it's pointing to that is only pointing to itself because there isn't anything else but this. And this can show up as anything, just like anything can show up as this. We're just using relative language to talk about something as absolutely, fundamentally, totally, and relatively inexpressible. You can't talk about this. so I say you'll be speechless for a while until you see that people are suffering. And they're suffering... Three feet from you, they might even be suffering inside of you. Fundamental understanding has no more has no location. Relative understanding is all about location: where and how many barriers between here and there, and how far is it is it to Houston? As if anybody wanted to go there. So we, what happens is something occurs, and then instead of just receiving that, even and when I say receive, you may receive what it is in the form of of what shows up and your reaction to it if you try to if you put a lot invest something in the reaction to it as if i'm right and that shouldn't be happening there's the very nature of warfare the very nature of peace fair. and when i say peace i'm saying the peace fair that eventually turns into war again don't join any part of that merry-go-round but if you do be aware that you've just done that be aware that you've gotten onto a circle sometimes pronounced in other ways gotten onto it. You don't have to get off. Just see what it is and the the circle comes apart. The whole structure of that falls apart. But it's not a credential for anything. It doesn't lead to anything else. There isn't anything else. So when something happens, we tell a story. And then if it gets more intense, then we might tell a story on top of the story. Then stories about stories about stories about. This is what the title of the Dharma talk is stories on stories, and we just can. And what does that do? What does that satisfy? What does that nurture? That nurtures the self-centeredness, incredibly powerful narcissism, that that we think we're validated in thinking and blaming. And well, it's because of well, if she had enough of they hadn't of. It's like isn't that obvious? I mean, the uh, the whole culture is telling us some things like that that we should do. That well, everybody thinks. Well, everybody knows how many times have you heard those phrase fillers. They aren't even phrase fillers. They're just the way we operate to make sure that we don't have to look at the truth. And what is the truth? You don't exist. Something exists. And if you're identified with this body-mind, death comes without warning. And who you think you are is going down. But who you actually are doesn't go anywhere. It can get worse than that. It might be better to go down with that body, be in the ground for 18,000 years. Consciousness still is down there without any sense of time. Will this happen? Am I condemning you to something? No. I'm just telling you what I've been looking at for a long time. And only in the last 10, 15 years had the courage to even talk about it. Because I knew I wouldn't necessarily get agreement from anybody. I don't need any agreement. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. And you can see it too. You don't, don't believe me. You don't have to join me. If you come here and, and say, I want to be a monk i going to have to do a lot of convincing before I'm going to allow you to sew a robe. I don't want anyone to get complete story upon story. The first story is bad enough. The second, third, fourth story are even worse and how are they bad enough or worse it's just that it makes it that much more difficult to see the fundamental situation as you back away from the original fright or fear that showed up that you covered with a story well they shouldn't be doing that or i really want this and i demand this and i should have this and i feel so terrible i, I must have to have this this must be should be mine it's my territory i know i own her i own him because you're married to somebody or you're in a relationship with somebody gives you no rights about them none none now the culture might be saying all kinds of other things to you but if you do something with somebody else with them or at them or around them without their permission without their explicit permission this includes a child But, but you can't just go in and do anything you want to a child because will you ask them, no, you have to see who you're talking to. If you're talking to an eight-year-old, you better know what they're able to understand and what they're not. You can't just go in and use them. Even if you're their parent, be very, very respectful to the confusion in others and the confusion in yourself. Stop trying to fix yourself. Because if you fix yourself, if you, if you succeed, then you just have covered something up that you have not that it turned a spiritual path into a mundane path of improving or getting better. I'm not kidding you. It has to be seen and it can be painful. It can be very, very painful to someone who's been practicing for many, many, many years and to see how disappointing it is to see that you are not going to attain the enlightenment you thought you were. The enlightenment that the Buddha uh, realized uh, his, his, his body—I'm not saying it literally did—but his body, when it went, went up in light, went, went up in flames, because there was no longer a person there, even though that person still wore robes, and monks still circumambulated that teacher.
2: Story upon story, first story, the second story,
1: and then the and then coming in from different angers, angles to try to lock that down so you can somehow be protected, so you can live the rest of your life protected from the unknown or from uh, the, the fundamental, one of the fundamental misunderstandings that you have con- think you have control about anything. A little bit of control, but not much. And so again, to say it another way, it's not about stopping those stories. It's not about stopping the suffering or stopping anything it's about receiving it if you're suffering receive it don't look for reasons why i'm not saying you shouldn't get your tooth pulled or you shouldn't go to the doctor to see if you have appendicitis of course you should you should you should should do both you should relate with the relative world as it is relatively some things you're going to get some help with and some things you aren't maybe you should have a therapist maybe you should have a psychiatrist Maybe you shouldn't be meditating at all. Maybe you should have a 12-step program. That's up to you. I'm not here to promote anything other than awareness. Be aware of who this is and what that is. Simply put, who, who this identity is and what this apparent identity is out here that you're probably projecting on to others. How do I know about it? I'm doing it right now. Everybody I see, I'm imagining who they are. It's just that if you do this, uh, you get closer and closer to the fundamental obstruction that each person has, including yourself. You can't get rid of, you can't get rid of your negativity or of your stupid ideas about who you are and what you lost and what you should have gotten, how people don't understand you that necessarily won't necessarily go away. We're in the middle of a retreat. This is the first time that all of the monks, all 14 of us have gotten together at one time and one place at the Black Stag, which is a house out in the country. And it feels pretty good, wouldn't you say, to be here? Nobody's nodding, so I guess they have their own ideas about it. And should they? Yeah, they don't have to agree with me. They have no idea what I'm even asking when I say that. It feels pretty good, doesn't it? And where does everyone go? I don't know. Does this feel good? What does he mean by feel good? you don't you don't really need consensus you don't you don't need to vote on anything communication is important it's to receive what is happening in front of you and that means when something happens if this happens and we have a story so Kazan just hit his kotsu on the table made a sound i think he's going to try to teach us something again But then we add on to that. He shouldn't be doing that. That's a holy device. He shouldn't be abusing it. Or I hope he slips and hits his head with it. Or I wonder who made that. I'd like to get one of those. Or I wonder if that's made of, uh, what's that? One material, oh, wood. I wonder, wonder, wonder. Or we go around everything. And that's a silly example. I can give you a stronger example you think someone has done something to you and rather than actually see the fundamental nature of what occurs in your own mind stream, you'd rather blame somebody for it rather than be responsible for your feelings. You'd, re- you'd rather, it's just easier, simpler to just, well, I just i don't want to feel that. So I'll just, if I blame that, take some of that pressure off from you. It's always about awareness around that, not about, Never telling another story. If you can do that, then then you actually some aspect of consciousness is opened up, where there's no longer there at the, in the seventh consciousness of the yoga tradition. There's there's no longer guard at the gates of the either end of that consciousness, making sure what comes out of the alaya doesn't interrupt with what needs to happen in the seventh, or what comes out of the the five six sense fields, including the mind and their objects, isn't disagreeable in some way so we have to protect and how do we do that through uh, this could be harmful or this could be beneficial blah blah blah
2: blah 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 excuse me so
1: for the hundredth time it's about awareness not about succeeding it's about awareness not it's not even about being more aware it's about a, whatever awareness is there that's the awareness rather than try to ramp up to do something to be more aware. But do we do that? Yeah, we do that too. Yes, we go into retreat so that we spend lots and lots and lots of time just watching the movement of the mind so that when, as I've said before, we'll say many times probably if I have some time left, about watching, observing what comes and goes in the mind so you get to know what this incarnation is that you think is a separate self from everybody else. So something happens, Tell a story about it then we tell another story and then we have variations and then we have preambles and then we have prologues and then we have on and on and on trying to flesh it out so that we have as much pr- protection from that as we can get by interpretation idea projection elaboration and it one final thing and then i'll take some questions it's about the awareness of that because if you try to stop doing that, it just builds an ego that's trying to stop doing that or reinforces that our consciousness that's curled into a ball of snakes. That it, it, does, it doesn't want to get, does not want to non exist. It, it doesn't even exist, it just thinks it does. It's an illusion that we are deluded by. Excuse me. So the first question I think is in the chat box. And I'll go to that first, and then I'll take some questions here in this Zendo. Wulong says, who was in New York, says, how do we recognize a fundamental, quote unquote, desire? What makes a desire fundamental? Is love a fundamental desire? You could say that. Fundamental is just, just uh desires grasping but it also can can be tied in with the desire for somebody to get the hell out of here and never come back again so it can be tied up in in ignoring who that is and what that is actually you're sending every time you send anybody away you're sending the buddha away in some sense in every sense and in the sense i'm speaking of you're sending it away because you're you're unwilling to just receive what comes to you because the feeling that it will might be a poisonous snake might be injurious to my health and yes it could be but when we say how do we recognize a fundamental desire as something that you want you want someone else and when uh Long is asking is love a fundamental desire no. could be if if there's any demand the kind of love i'm talking about and i'm endeavoring to to refer to uh, uh towards the spiritual path is a fundamental appreciation for everything no matter how ugly, how smelly, you appreciate that. You, that doesn't mean you wallow in cow shit, but you, you appreciate that that is part of, that is a, an expression of this incredible realm called the human realm or the six realms or the whatever, however you want to characterize it. Receive, receive, receive it, receive it, receive the smell. Also, when you receive the, the smell or odor of that negative situation that you're not getting your way, so therefore, you're you're slowly changing uh, into a, a pleasant um, angel who's great as long as they get their way. But when they stop getting in their way, then the horns start to come out, and their skin starts to turn red, and the eyes turn red. Suddenly, we want that. We have that coming. You can't stop that. You can't get rid of it. You don't need to. All you have to do is stop protecting yourself from that, which creates more self-centeredness. That doesn't mean you invite the demon into your house or into your clothes closet. But receive that energy as much as you can. See what it is, rather than object to it, get rid of it, blame someone else for it. So there, there can be a love that is more of appreciation. It's without grasping. If you really fundamentally love another human being, regardless of the spiritual path, you're not going to be trying to prevent them to t- from doing things you don't like because you, you love them. This shows up more with uh, parents and children. It also can show up, show up the other way where the parent has been so tortured in their life that all they do is punish their children because they project their their issues and problems on the child and try to correct uh, something. They can't even correct in themselves, so they transfer it to their child and beat the hell out of them. I know I've
2: been there. to beat my children all the time
1: no i didn't beat them but i certainly wanted to a few
2: times
1: (laughs) so love appreciation or respect or kindness without demand you don't need anything out of it you're getting every because you if you really love then you are you are that love the, the whole environment is love even if even if you get irritated by this or that that doesn't cancel out your basic understanding you're still a person i sometimes not in defense of anybody but i sometimes talk about teachers who have have a reputation for abusing someone saying you cannot control your karma and what do we do we take someone who's maybe help thousands and thousands of people and then we find two or three incidents that they did something they did that we weren't even there we just heard a rumor about it we weren't actually there looking at it but two people were there looking and then and you had to deal with their interpretation of what was happening that filters right through their seventh consciousness which means that unless they unless they're awake if somebody is if, if somebody is is not awake but thinks they're awake or thinks they're close to being awake they're going to judge if you see what this is, you can't judge anybody. You're not only tongue-tied, you're hand-tied. You're, you're, not, you're not even alive anymore in the, in the conventional sense of operating in relative truth of uh, uh, fire, dirt, air, wind, and passion, aggression, ignorance. You have to see it. I'll help you with your permission. If I don't have your permission, then do whatever you like. Live your life. Enjoy your life. We'll meet again.
3: Terry Bowing. Go ahead, Terry. Could could you say more about what you're pointing to when you say tongue Bowing.
2: No, you can't. You can't
3: see.
1: We we get, I mean, What what is it you want to know about that? I'm not going to elaborate, but I want to make sure I'm responding to what you're. What what it you Bowling. want to know?
3: Terry Bowing. Um, I just. I don't know. It just struck me when you said that. Um, that it seemed like you were saying that whatever's is there is there and you're just tongue tied about and what I heard what I, I think the question is around communication or expression. What does tongue tied mean about
2: I don't know. In situation?
3: I'm, I,
1: I don't know. I'm I'm not sure what you're asking me. I know what tongue tied means you can't say anything. You can't you, you see something. And you can't you can't say anything about it because you're you're receiving that, you're, the, the the receiving of this what this incredible world actually is is so powerful that you you're just going to receive it receive it receive it. You may never you may never teach anybody.
3: Very well. So are you? Is there a sense of powerlessness or yeah. just overwhelm or with tongue tied when you're talking about tongue tied? Um,
2: yeah
1: yeah powerlessness and and slowly realizing you never had you never had any control i can move this stick from here to there but that's just that's a very simple relativity that just goes with being a consciousness showing up as a as uh in uh in a relative form called a human being but you're not you're not just a human being this is very temporary so, but then the idea, because we can move this from here to there, we feel like, well, we should be able to do a whole lot of other things. We should be able to stop our negativity or stop our temper. And, and you can't, you do have some say so, but that say so is about watching the outflows. Something inflows, your, something comes in through the, the alaya vijnana or vijnana and, and something comes through your, down the hallway in your house or up the front steps. Uh, or in your at your kitchen table or in your society in your culture across the ocean in your mind stream in the middle of the night receive 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 don't abandon what you receive for what you think it is so the tongue-tied part comes in from knowing that you, you don't really know what anything is fundamentally you can't you can't speak about it uh, in, in an individual way that is going to make sense, uh, in the traditional sense of something making sense.
3: Very well. How do you how do you function inside of that? Just
1: it's much easier. It's much easier that you don't make any you you no longer make any choices about anything. I'm not saying you don't decide to have more coffee or you don't decide to move the stick from here there say this is this is this is dependent origination in its in its very low frequency form this caused this this hand moved where did the hand come from we don't know where this came from i didn't make hands did you make hands and why did you put so many fingers on it it's it's like it's a dumb kind of thing to say but look at it. we don't we look in the mirror every day and think this is us it's not you nor is it nor are you separate from that we have no say-so, but we can participate with, if your understanding of dependent origination is uh, is deep, to use a relative uh, expression, then you can participate with this. You can dance, as it's called sometimes, way before I got here, dancing with phenomena, because the phenomena rises, and the only, the only thing you can do with it is dance with it, because if you fight with it, we have war. If you, go to, if you uh, ignore it altogether, we could, we could have more war. You can't ignore it. You can't grasp it. You can't fight it. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. But what you can do is whatever shows up, receive it. That's why you have, you notice the nose doesn't produce anything. The nose uh, doesn't produce smells. The mouth doesn't produce uh, uh, language or food. The ears don't make sounds. You might say, well yeah thanks for all the help but it's we tend to get in that area where we we assume that we have a some say so about this
2: not much very well thank you so much yes sir questions in here kaboing earlier you said uh there's a story of short story kind of everybody knows fill in the blank um, how does that keep us from participating or receiving when we produce a statement like that we just just we're
1: putting something out in front instead of receiving or producing something based on could be any number of things that you could point out but it's not so much uh watching that happen in such a way that you can kind of cut that off and stop doing it you just have to be aware that you're that what you're receiving, you're blocking out by producing. You're producing thoughts and ideas as soon as something, as soon as somebody walks in the door. Instead of receiving who what is what this is, along with what arises in the mind stream as a shall we call it a reaction to it. Uh, anything that comes up, it could be I don't know who this is, or, or who is that. Did it get close, or is there more?
3: No is, is
2: is there a part of that that is participating when we're with somebody sometimes? Or is it just strictly off limits as no, far you're, as you're
1: receiving?
2: You're you're,
1: you're, the, the idea there is to, as much as you can, to just receive. And at some point, even that will, that's still path, round path information suffering this is difficult and I say if you want to if you want to find out where you're at on the path go to the first noble truth still having difficulty with that you're trying to crank up things like well not always well this is don't lie to yourself You're on this path you know what I'm talking about this is difficult this is not a walk in the traditional gold fields it's difficult Receive, receive the suffering of yourself, of your own mind stream and the world. Don't do anything with it. You don't have to produce some kind of a big project around it.
2: Go ahead. Shoto sure. Belling. Um, with the teaching like don't improve or don't fix ourselves, can that become something we fixate on and actually stop looking at? Sure. Of yeah,
1: you could could just respond that way. I'm not going to fix anything. Uh, Like sometimes people say, if they they quote me without really knowing what I'm saying, and I would say, don't quote me. So says, don't do anything unless you have to. So that's what I'm doing. Bullshit. You know what that is when you start using that, quoting me instead of looking at your own. You may be able to use that, but if you're ever using me as a backup to something, not a good idea. Reminds me of Yun Men, who got upset with us. didn't he get upset with his students when they, they, started, they started quoting him or something like that? Go ahead.
2: Shoto bowing. I think similarly, you have a teaching, don't do what you're told. Should, I do. Sometimes we, should we do what we're told?
1: Yes, it's, a, it's, a, it's situational. So the, the only reason I'm saying that is there's gonna be a time when you don't do what you're told. Set up no standards uh there are other ways of teaching this in the tibetan tradition there's a there's probably a lot of people have heard uh, have heard that that in the tibetan tradition whatever the lama says or whatever the guru says that you need to do and that's just and and that those medieval times and even in current times that may need to that may if you have a teacher that's telling you that what i would say is he she they are your teacher you have the connection with that then you probably should be trusting them i just don't teach that way I I wasn't born in Tibet. I wasn't born in Japan. Obviously, I was, I was born about 10 miles from here. I'm literally a nobody. And I like it that way. It's very comfortable. It's almost painless. If <laughs> <But> it weren't. <laughs> it weren't so painful. So more about that. Good area.
2: Shoto Bowling, some of this is coming out of the fact that we're in the monk retreat. Yes. I'm wondering if there's more of a need to... Do what we're told.
1: Well, there's this, there's some of that uh, because we're in a form. We're following following a form, observing a form. I'm follow, trying to follow the form also, in so far as my situation will uh, allow. So yeah, you're, you, everyone here is a fully ordained monk. So, um, and so you, I didn't. If you remember back, I didn't promote this to you. I might have even tried to talk you out of it i talked myself out of it for years i thought about it way back a long time ago but eh, i'm not going to
2: do that i don't need that i don't
1: want anybody telling me what to do especially
2: another monk or turtle bowing it seems like it can trigger like being told what to do by the teacher um opposition and i'm wondering if there's something that you're seeing that would actually be beneficial for us like when you're asking us to do something
1: well i'll always start out by asking you and then eventually i i may tell you uh, but that doesn't mean you have to do it but i don't there's no there's no retaliation i'm not taking your robes away or making you uh meditate out in the wilderness with no food for 10 days i'm not doing some there's not there's no there's nothing anything that comes back from that is, is your karma your when i say your karma i'm not saying something bad three people could i could say do this do this do this or will you please do this or just you know i really want you to do this to help me help me help others i often say that to people help me help others i'm just that's all we're doing here you may or may not do it but i'm not going to um, give you some kind of negative marks or there's no test so but it would be your if you you know, I'll, I'll, for all i know you, you can't do that or you just don't want to do that you're not going to do that your karma won't allow you to do that i mean i can make up all kinds of stories about it and there, and i'm sure there are a lot that i don't even know about so but i may i may need to tell you that or ask you to do that more about that and then after i'll go to chisho next but you have anything else about that
2: sort of there was a response you gave to me in a talk a while ago where you said that you're functioning as an aspect of my mind that i haven't recognized in myself yet Of course, and i'm trying to see how we can see that and not just project that you're somebody telling us what to do
1: said a lot keep sitting uh train yourself to recondition yourself to receive receive even though it starts to smell or stink or feel bad or feel like somebody's controlling you receive as much look and see how how much i have control anybody control anybody i had a lot of training they're called uh, on not controlling people they're called wives and children and then the what i got from my stepfather and my mother and my uncles less is better won't do much don't do much, but sit down a lot, hold still. That that this kind of less is what I'm talking about. Less is better. Sit down, sit symmetrical. Watch the mind come and go until you realize your true nature. Until until until. And there's no guarantee. You may you may sit the rest of this life. You may have to sit three more lifetimes. It's not a not a threat. Not not telling fortunes. I don't know. I really don't know. When I if I ask you to do something or tell you to do something, you don't do it. I don't immediately go to. They're disobeying me. I'm no longer in the Marine Corps. I know it's what it means if you disobey somebody, you get thrown in jail or in the brig or get court martialed. So what are you gonna do with that? That's it's about controlling people, not interested. I, I like communicate, cooperate, collaborate. That's what we're doing. That's why we have this retreat. Pretty amazing here and where we're at and the community we have that we're able to do such a thing. But we don't do this by telling people what to do or setting up some kind of a, of a highfalutin standard for monks. <clears throat> More. Chisho, you have a question?
3: Uh you
4: teach that uh, the first noble truth is life is suffering and not part-time. It's suffering. Uh, having said that, why do you pick... Uh, pain or disappointment and those kind of negative uh, uh, negative things to indicate suffering. Why don't? Why wouldn't you say uh, joy is on the path? Path is joyful as well. Even that's also suffering, isn't it? By
1: yes, I didn't have to. You just did it. I don't have to say it. You're. you're I mean that. I'm not just being flippant. I'm saying you're saying there's enough positivity out all over the place. People are teaching it everywhere. There's not enough emphasis on the disappointing part of the path. And so and there needs to be. I I'm not doing this because I thought it up. I meet people, lots of them. I mean, not thousands or hundreds, because maybe if I met everybody for 30 seconds, I could do that. But I meet people for long periods of time. And I'm not a counselor. And I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm a monk. If I, if I, have even, I don't know if I, know if I can even call myself that. I, I guess I am a monk. That's still some kind of a concept that people project onto. but I'm here to point you or me, and I mean it. I'll, I'll, I'm not a hero, but I'm, I'm willing to give up anything to do that for you or for anyone who gives me permission. And if you don't, then I respect that. You do what you want to do. But, of course, the, 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 the joy or the bliss on the path, that has to be seen. I'm not going to promote bliss. Because bliss is not suffering, it's not suffering. relative happiness, relative suffering, ultimate happiness, ultimate suffering. You can take all those ultimate relative things and mix them together into a, you know, a, a Waldorf salad. It's just a big mixture of, of things that you can't, you can't locate anything in it because it is so um, interdependent, dependently arisen. What, what uh, could you translate the words pratitya samutpada into English a, as it is rather than as it is conjectured to be? What does that mean?
4: Um, prati iti would be almost this and that. Prati iti. Prati iti. Yeah. Some utpada, some would be together and utpada uh, would be produced.
1: There we have it. So we just said it. Pain and pleasure. Pain and pleasure are not separate. As my teacher would say, are ornaments which it is pleasant to wear. If you don't see that, then you continue to pick sides and go to war and torture yourself and and torture others and make others incredibly uncomfortable. If not out and out torture them or hurt them. And so but they're they're also not two. I mean they're also not one. Just because they're not two, that doesn't mean they're They make up a oneness because anytime you make a one, you have something else. Even if that oneness over here is just the space in which this occurs, the relativity, as long as we're in a human realm, as long as we have these uh, nerve endings, these five skandhas, we're going to continually grasp at something else and shove something else away. It's about observing that rather than fixing that or trying to become a better whatever. Go ahead.
4: I understand uh, that pain and pleasure are not two different things. Uh, but if uh, we keep talking about pain and disappointment and all that kind of stuff, uh, are we grasping that then, Bobby?
1: Sure. That's what I'm pointing out. But when we grasp that, instead of just grasping that and seeing the grasping and being responsible for the grasping, we, as soon as we start to grasp at the suffering, we immediately convert it into, I'm the one who's suffering, and it's because of him or her or what they did or what, what's been done to me. We abandon. So if all you did is just see the suffering, you're a Buddha. This is all the Buddha did is he grasped. It's heartbreaking. He, he received it. You could say he grasped it. He had to do something. With it. So it came in tumbling in the doorway, and he he embraced it. Life of suffering, the cause is wanting something else. And when he, as soon as something else came in, he realized that, that that is the awakening. You want the awakening. But you have to go through the door of suffering, my friends. This does not mean nihilism or torturing yourself or being hit with a stick or sitting in retreat without food. No, I would say go to retreat, take some food, even the Buddha made himself comfortable when he finally got an idea of what was going on. He sat, he didn't sit on rocks or go without eating and so on and torture himself. He didn't, he just received the suffering that's just the natural part of being a consciousness in a human form. Go ahead, sir.
4: So when you say you're to go through the gate of suffering, uh, do you mean the gate of life or gate of suffering? Bye. But-
1: all of that. Living, life, incidences, marriages, divorces, uh, job loss, job gain, all, all the different things that we're all human beings here. It looks like, I haven't checked anybody really close, it looks like we're all in the human realm, uh, with a, just maybe one or two exceptions there. <laughs> uh, yes, there's a kitty cat. That's uh, that wants That cat wants to be in the human realm, but is pretty much out of luck for the rest of this life, uh, other than they get to be uh, cuddled and hugged and fed really well. Right, Michelle? Right.
3: Yes. Eric Antaya from the Trevor City Sangha Eric. says, when the stories we add on are habitually negative perceptions of possibilities, and we have a lifetime of training to direct the imaginary nature in that direction, what forms can we employ to retain our imagination to appreciate the positive potentials or opportunity to share our gifts with the world
1: forget the last part just sit see what this is i'm not saying world but there'll be no sharer there'll be no identity getting some kind of credit for being this wonderful sharing person that's what the ego is looking for ego wants to be a person who shares and is kind and Credentials, 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 called spiritual materialism. Not interested. And when I say not interested, I am interested and in then I want to help you if you're if you're on the path and you get stuck in that area of trying to improve, trying to get better, trying to use spiritual techniques to do this or that. It's not that teachers don't do this. A, a teacher's seven points of mind training is full of suggestions on how to work with this kind of negativity or that kind or the four karmas. Pacifying, enriching, magnetizing, and destroying is a way of skillful means of working with particular negative kinds of energy where you don't start right out by hitting the person over the head with your coat suit. You start out by pacifying. Well, what can we do about this? Uh, what would you think if, if this could change? How, how would it look to you if this changed for the better? We could use that. We could talk to people in that way, reasonable. So it's, it's not about avoiding that altogether. Uh, Eric, but it's about not trying to find a technique where we can just do that. Work with the mind where it's at. Work with your mind where, where it's at and where is it? Oh, I can tell you right now after this uh, uh, teaching is over with, uh, or maybe before it's over with, go sit down, hold still, face the wall, and say ask the question, what is this? You could also do the other mistaken identity. Who is this? And then wait. But as far as trying to find a a way to be more kind and sharing and all of that, I'm not saying there aren't a lot of elaborations on that. YouTube is full of those. Um, Everything, everybody's trying to fix or move or, and quite often they want to charge you a fee. Should they? If they are charging you a fee, then perhaps they need to do that.
3: He um, edited what I probably said. He said, what forms can we employ to retrain our imagination to appreciate the positive potentials?
1: I don't think in positive potentials. The whole positive, negative, trying to be more positive. And it's not that there aren't a lot of practices where you're actually doing that. Tonglen is one of them. Maitri Bhavana is a way of working with that. Praying for others. a simple gesture of putting others before yourself. Instead of, here you have some time on your hands, but instead of doing just... Using that for whatever I want to uh, go and have something to eat. Instead, I'm going to I'm going to speak about others in a way that changes that dynamic a little bit. So I'm thinking about someone else and praying, supplicating. You're not supplicating a deity. You're just you're just looking at everything. The more you begin to understand dependent origination, you'll find you'll see that whatever this is has no location. It's located. Things are located everywhere. Uh, you, that's otherwise you couldn't lose anything you can't lose your watch if if you you can can lose your watch but you can't you can't lose your sense of time you can't lose things you can't lose who you are but you can cover that up for lifetimes jishin
3: Jishin you said we don't exist what exists
1: So it's been talked about different ways, and I would have to quote uh, teachings I've heard in the past that seem to do something in the consciousness if we say things non-exist. So they they exist uh, in this way, just like a dream, uh, something you have in a dream, uh, an an experience you have in a a dream. You you dream that you uh, were in the middle of a fight and somebody was killed, or perhaps possibly even you killed somebody or or hurt yourself or you're another person altogether those those exist as experiences and as dreams and sometimes when you're right in the middle of the thing it's just horrible It's, it's a nightmare like we're in, we're in a uh um, studying uh with the uh, chase and other other monks here the dream yoga practice doing different practices over the next couple more days and uh uh, Shoto had a dream, had a nightmare. We got up at 3:45 in the morning to have a kind of a check-in in the middle of the night about working with the lucid dreaming and different practices that, that approach that um, that way of working with the mind. And uh, he had had a terrible nightmare where his head fell off. Wasn't that it? Your head fell off? No, his his teeth fell out, and they and and all of his parts of his teeth were in a little bag that he had. So is is that real or unreal or what? No, it's a it has a reality, but it's but there's no location around You can't find that, and there's no past and future to it. It doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't show up that way. That doesn't mean that when it occurred, you weren't really or he wasn't really terrified or upset, weren't you? Pretty upsetting. We've all had nightmares. It's very upsetting to have those kinds of – and it also can be extremely pleasant to have a, uh, a dream where, you know, you're getting your way, you're getting anything you want. Uh, you're in a, a God realm where things are all uh, pleasure
2: sir. Shoto Belling, when you were talking with Chisho, you brought up how life is suffering, not part time. Yes. Does that wipe out the second noble truth? Like, does that mean that there's no cause for suffering? Um,
1: so there's still uh, there's a, still a path quality to it there. So there's still as long as there's nerve endings, there's going to be a path quality, and it's going to come and go. Uh, the continuity of it shows up in the consciousness, not in what's happening in your life. The, the, that's the translation, as I understand it, uh, of the word tantra or continuity. And it's, having practiced a little bit of that. Uh, that's how it shows up for me, is to see that the continuity is not about the forms coming
2: and going. It's about the consciousness. does the first noble truth oh, that's right word supersede the the next three is that the primary truth um i don't know you're why don't you
1: sort it out and get back to me <laughs> i mean it's, it doesn't seem to be i'm not saying we couldn't do that or ha- have an exchange here maybe in a an interview it might be more happening in that area but to, to, to go into that i i really and I'm, I'm i'm saying this sincerely i really really don't have the the skills of logic or something like that to deconstruct that in a way that that you'll have fun with and and i'll be worn out follow me don't you have a, a master's degree in nuclear physics i don't think you can get a master's in nuclear physics can you what was it scientology yeah okay english literature i didn't even get that you didn't even get that
2: <laughs> college participation trophy Oh, <laughs> well, I can give you a
1: monk's retreat trophy. What should we use? A banana? So further? Go ahead. I'll get back to you, uh, Chisho, just a second. Go ahead.
2: Me. Is going relatively into what's arising in the mindstream inherently fueling confusion?
1: Explain, describe a little bit more what you're saying, going relatively into the what's happening in the mindstream
2: i think like exploring uh, what shows up as a
1: story stop it stop it just observe the story don't explore that story all you're doing is empowering that part of the mind that that thinks and and analyzes and conducts especially with your particular style i wouldn't necessarily say that with with everyone but i definitely would with you and it's because the way in which i perceive i don't know how your mind works probably will never know but the way i perceive the way your questions arise especially personal stories when we talk face to face i would say don't do that most important thing for you to do is to to observe develop you want to use that relative term or um, nurture the observing part of the consciousness not the thinking part the thinking part or a thinking part of your consciousness aspect the foskanda the traditional way of talking about that is already really really strong I can't keep up with you. I don't need to. There was a time when I would have thought I would just been intimidated by your intellect. I'm not impressed by that now. You hear me? No, not impressed. I appreciate it and I respect it, but it also is getting in your way. Do I know that? I don't know anything, but you're a student of mine. So I I cannot help but respond to you. If if someone else, uh, anybody doesn't give me permission, I can't, I can't teach anyone if they don't give me permission. I won't. I can't. I don't know how. I actually get what I'm saying from you. Like when you ask a question, you don't ask questions, you'll never know what I'm looking at. But if you ask questions, you'll find out in a hurry. Most people won't ask me. But you will. You follow a little bit what I'm saying? Just aware, aware. Anything that moves, just watch it. Anything that shuts down, watch it. Anything that shows up intellectually, don't fight don't get rid of intellect. don't get rid of your thought process. Just watch it come, watch it go this way. Watch it go that way. Watch the, the emotion or the, the feeling or the texture or the thought process that is come up coming up with a little thought balloon that says, maybe I should go deeper into this. And I should uh, what would I say to that?
2: This is weird. Not exactly. Reflect on it a little bit.
1: You should do exactly what happens. You're already just observing, but now if you're actually watching something, you don't need the instruction, just observe. Do you follow? A little bit. Needs to be more than a little bit because otherwise we're doing, we're double doing it, we're doing it and then we're doing it again. And that's a cover up. So if you're already observing, just observe. If you try to be an observer, that's ego. You can get back to that later. Chisho.
4: Vishwa, uh, going back to my train of thought previously. Yes, sir. So on the path, in awareness practice, is awareness of negative, let's say pain, uh, more conducive than awareness of pleasure? Bye.
1: I don't, I'm not saying it couldn't situationally and, and show up that way where maybe that might be something that would be, you know, something to think about or 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 contemplate a little bit, but I don't think you can make a statement like that. I mean, you could make the statement, but I I don't, the way way I understand the way you're asking me is, I would say, not necessarily, no. It's just that quite often the whole suffering part is something that is covered up. Because it's difficult. So
4: that's where I was probably going, which is if, Pain or uh, negative stuff don't come up too often for me, for example. Uh, I mean, various things come up, but not necessarily, uh, yeah, pain and suffering and all that stuff. Should I go looking for it? Bye. Uh,
1: How many hours a week do you sit facing a wall? Around
4: 20, I guess. 20, 21. 20
1: hours. Yeah. Okay. And what what is a if you don't mind sharing this uh, with me and with everyone else? And what what is the actual practice you're doing when you face the wall?
4: Showing just uh, watch what comes up uh, as much as possible. Meaning, uh, of course, I'll go off into some rabbit hole and then come back, return to watching. Okay.
2: Keep doing that.
1: Further questions? Yes.
3: Ross from Ireland asks, is the ignorance in this mind stream dependently originated?
1: So anything that arises that you can point to, like ignorance, which is uh, it's a, an aspect of consciousness that, that is closing off or shutting down or looking the other way. It's actually inventing another way so that it can look there. There is no other way. So the way you're asking it, uh, I would say yes, but fundamentally no, because it, it, what it actually is, there is no name for that because it's not separate from awakening that has to be seen. Otherwise you'll divide and divide and conquer and divide
2: and lose.
3: Yes. There's a second question. Is it from a choice that my mind stream made before?
1: Well, that's a pretty speculative, um, it could be. You know, I, wouldn't, I, w- I wouldn't see any value particularly in going in and doing that. What I think has value is just watch what It's uh, already doing a lot of sitting practice. Um, just continue to sit, return to the wall, return to the wall, return to the three jewels, return to the study of the Dharma. So that your intellect is being included in the wall-gazing, uh, not by thinking about it on the wall, but by separating that out. You sharpen the blade over here, and you chop over here. You don't chop on the wall. You don't you don't look at a sharpening stone and start chopping on it, facing a wall. Nor do you have to fight with that. Little thoughts come up, or thinking comes up, which for some people are pretty intense, and pretty strong, and pretty pretty commanding with, uh, uh, for instance, with uh, Juzan is a very powerful intellect that is used to going in and just taking everything apart
2: and looking at the parts, going deeper into that. Just observe. Where are we at? Are we done?
1: Is there a final question out there in uh, Zoom? yeah, I'll, go ahead okay, I'll and... do. Kiyun. No, I'll do Kayun, and then I'll do Navid. Wait a minute. We'll do Kayun first because you're smiling more. No, wait a minute. He's he's competing with your smile.
3: Kayun kind bowing. Of
0: <laughs> I have a kind of slice of life question. Uh, stories about stories question there's somebody in right. my there's somebody in my life that i'm very close to who over the last year i've noticed they've become more and more bigoted in a particular area about a particular group of people which i'm kind of shocked by and so i'm wondering how do i respect that person's confusion and sit with my own desire to like show them charts and graphs and prove why they're wrong yeah. without well I don't know how do I how do I navigate this situation? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. I'm I'm following and the first thing I would say is uh are you already listening to this person quite a bit?
0: Yes. And they're they're a Buddhist as well, bowing.
1: So, that you know how far that goes. People call themselves a Buddhist, but may not be all that uh, aligned with the, what the Buddha taught. Um, so I, it's difficult to come into that without knowing more about it, but I, I would say that you're probably doing fine with it, other than it's just irritating to you. You know, that you feel like you. They're doing this, and they're they have this lined up, and this looks pretty good, and they're practicing, or they have a teacher, or they, whatever is happening there, and uh, and I've had I've had students that uh, had one student for a while was sewing a robe, and he was very I love that guy uh, dearly, but he uh he, several years ago when all the politics uh, went on its head, um had I had a, took some books uh, uh on tyranny, was the name of that by Timothy Snyder into the into the white Tara, which is a community area of the monastery and just laid them out for, a, and I just thought it was a really good description of what really short book that tells you what that, well, that begins to look when someone starts, tries to take over everyone else, thought it was helpful. He got really upset with me and I, I couldn't understand what, 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 why wouldn't you, he said, well, you're just leaving that. I can't quote him. Can you remember anything he said? It's just kind of just so outrageous and it so surprised me because this fellow was um and this is somebody someone who had had done a what a month-long solitary retreat so he'd done a lot of practice but the karma that showed up in his mind at some point just took his whole brain pan and i don't mean this judging him i don't know what it's like to be him but it must have been really really horrible i really loved him i know he he loved me too but we had to part ways and and finally his uh, uh i said uh he never finished his robe, but he had uh, received yukai, a rocksu, He'd sewn a rocksu, been a student for many years. And uh, and I just said, um, um, I can't remember exactly how it went, but I, I said, send me that rock suit back. You don't need that anymore. I said, send that back. And uh, he said, oh, I really I kind of hesitated. I said, well, why do you want it for? I said, you, you, you give that back, and that way the vow is gone, uh, and then you, you know, I don't know what I said about it, but my way of thinking about it is that way. He he doesn't owe him anything, or are we we broken that connection? Doesn't mean he isn't still a bodhisattva. Maybe he is. Maybe he's the maybe he's the Buddha. Probably is the Buddha, and so. But he did send it back, and uh, and I think I sent him a book of drawings that a long time ago he gave me a blank book, and he says, "Can you draw a bunch of things in there?" And I so I filled him up, filled up a book of, just, so it was a little bit of a trade, I guess you could say. Um, hmm. But it was a, it was a, you know, I respect him. I think he respects me, and he, and I haven't talked to him in a couple of years. I guess it's been a while. I probably will never see him again. But at one point, I was getting ready to ordain him, and uh, yeah, I'm not saying that that couldn't have happened. Uh, uh, but anyway, so your situation there, uh, I would just say less is better. Is this some someone you see every day or talk to every day?
0: Kyan Bowing, no, but we're very close and we interact quite regularly.
1: Do you you ever tell this person, uh, I think you're a bit off on that particular consideration?
0: I haven't yet, but I feel like it's coming. Like, I feel like I can't not say something about this. Like it would just be too egregious and not because like, I'm co-signing her view if I don't correct her. It's just so (laughs) against my sensibility that I feel I would, at some point, would need to say something if we're going to continue to relate.
1: I I think it would be fine to just uh, uh, sit down and, 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 you know, over tea or coffee or whatever, and just uh, say I've got something I want to talk to you about, and uh, and I, you know, and you can, of course, the best way to approach any kind of a criticism to start out with compliments. Mm You know, I really like you, and you're wonderful, and I think you. You know, I don't know who does your nails, but you know, can I have their number? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can start off with sorry, sorry for being silly, but it's it's like that. It's like be you know, be a kind of a fo- folksy about it until you get to the point where very very definite. If if a person is expressing some kind of prejudice around something, that and you're going to have to continue to to include this kind of uh, stuff, and so just make it clear. Uh, the, the downside of that is then they will stop talking to you about it, so maybe altogether. But the other way to do it, and, and, and I would say, say this would be something you certainly have the skill to do this, is ask them more about it. Say, you know, that's, uh, you know, as you know, I probably don't feel that way, but could you say more about why? What's what is it that supports this point of view? Let's let's talk about this. So that might be the the most uh, without being too seductive about it, which I know it's hard for you not to be seductive, Cuyun,
2: but <laughs> I think you can do it. <laughs>
0: well, the experience of listening to this person was precisely tongue-tied. I was just so stunned. I did, I couldn't really say anything, and and that's oh. so. Maybe I think maybe asking them more about it actually. Yep
1: include it but first start up. i don't you know i don't agree with any of that but i'm really curious as h how, how you would take that position because I, there's no way i could do that or, or something along that line just okay anything else okay one more question navid and then we'll
2: close Navid, um what is so difficult about the path that takes several decades or sometimes several lifetimes to um know our true self I, mean. I,
1: I think there's so many that's a good question i think there's so many different so many different uh, obstacles and you know our own thought patterns our fear our our judgment our knee-jerk reaction to things that are just we we can't we can't somehow get in front of that enough to even see that you know that's we're just reacting to something that it's not really none of our even even our business what we're upset about there it's it's not it's not about us it's about whatever situation is there that has definitely arisen it would just take so personal and so i think taking things very personally uh reinforces a self or an ego and this is uh, is relentless about wanting to have its territory and so uh it it just takes a lot of time. And to come back to your the the basis of your uh, uh, question uh, is so many distractions, that's why people become monks. But even monks in our society are still a lot of distractions because our society doesn't support somebody just looking at the wall and training their mind for a whole lifetime. We don't have that yet. I think that may be coming eventually, but it might be quite a long time. So I think, I think it's just difficult because of your, uh, your conditioning, your upbringing, your culture, and what you've been told, and, and what if we went back into so-called lifetimes, which there probably are something like that, might not be a personal thing, but as soon as the body-mind drops, the whole personhood kind of drops out of it. But the causes and conditions that were fueling the personhood are still there. And if they can, if they can, if they're rumbling around there, they might find another way to come back, another womb to enter, so to speak, to come back into this realm, or maybe another realm that we don't even know about, to try to get what they didn't get, to try to get that, and that could be anything from um, wanting power to wanting to help everyone. The bodhisattva vow will also bring you back here. The vow to be with all things, the vow to save all beings, that can bring you back. Also, there's no guarantee of anything. There's no way to know when you receive a vow, observe a vow like that, what what that's up against in terms of your own uh, personal karma, karma, insofar as there is a personhood of sorts arising uh, in, in lifetime after lifetime. There really is no identity it goes from lifetime to lifetime. That's uh, that's actually pratitya uh, samudpada also dependent origination. Very good. Thank you so much. First of all, thank you all again for all of the help you brought to this... Uh, this practice center, this monastery, this uh, community, Sangha, which you are a part of. So thank you very much for all of your help. And again, asking to, if you can, to continue to help us. If you appreciate what is being done here and there's a lot more to see, if you're going to the website and look around, a lot more that we're doing and endeavoring to do, please help us. And thank you.